Hey podcast, welcome to 2021. It's been a little while since I've done a one-man rant podcast, um, but I want to get back on it because uh, I really enjoy doing them and I think hopefully, you know, we can unearth some useful stuff around uh, creativity and music and gear and sort of life and self-development. Like, there's all sorts of interesting stuff that we're going to cover. So, first of all, welcome to 2021. Um, Things are still pretty bleak right now. I mean, in the UK, we're about to have more um, coronavirus restrictions. So, and I know that's true in loads of other countries. So basically, hope you're all doing well if you're listening in January 2021. Um, And even if you're not, I hope you're still well. Um, But you know, um, this will probably lead to more podcasts, not less. Um, So I suppose from a content perspective, there's an upside. Um, But yeah, so here we are. It's a what, the 4th of January in 2021? Um, and I'm not a huge believer in New Year's resolutions. I'm kind of I'm kind of in between because I feel like you can make changes at any point. But uh, so New Year's could be a time to do that and it's no less likely than any other times. But also just resolving that you're going to change yourself and using a change of a calendar number as an excuse when you haven't before is just unlikely to be enough of an impetus to actually make a change, you know. Um, and I only say this from experience, not from a judgmental place um, at all of New Year's resolutions. They always have the best of intentions, but it's kind of, I don't know, it breaks my heart when they don't stick a bit. Um, and, you know, I was at, um, I was back at my parents' house for Christmas and I was clearing out a lot of my this isn't really any this is a side note before the podcast really gets started by the way but uh, I was back at my parents house for Christmas clearing out a lot of my old stuff I want to have a bit more of a minimalist year this year um I realized I don't deal very well with uh clutter and um too much excess stuff really um I'm quite a messy person I'm quite um can be kind of unfocused like multitasking not very well um, and I find if I'm disciplined and actually declutter and tidy the environment around me, it can just make me much more creative um, and much more productive uh, and happier, just not having stuff that I don't use kind of bogging me down, I guess. Anyway, that wasn't the point I was trying to make, but um, I was clearing out stuff from my from my room um, and found old notebooks with old New Year's resolutions in. And you know what? You could have lifted them from any year they're so similar they're so similar like knowing what I needed to do what I wanted to do what I was struggling with doing there was it was quite disheartening actually um the amount of recurring themes I saw in these past and not all of them were new year's resolutions some of them for different parts of the year but just thoughts in notebooks and journals and stuff um there was a lot about wanting to be more creative to be more minimalistic whatever the word is to um, just improve these various various problems that have like dragged for a while or things are new things I want to experience and do and everything um so is 2021 going to be any different I hope so um I've made a good start in terms of uh getting rid of stuff trying to plan out my days a bit better um to get a grip on my time um it's always you know 
It's always uh, it's something I think TK Coleman said in a podcast I was listening to the other day, but like always plan for the worst day of the week. <laughs> um, I had my day all planned out today and then for some reason I didn't sleep very well. Um, so I shifted around that plan to get myself a little bit more sleep in the morning. Um, but I've been very tired today, so instantly been kind of struggling to keep on schedule and I'm catching up this evening. I did some of my morning routine, meditation and writing and stuff just now at seven in the evening. Um, but I feel better to have ticked off some things that I kind of wanted to do knew I you know knew I should do even though I didn't manage to do it in the morning and quite cram in as much into my day as I wanted um anyway that's just a random thing on new year's resolutions um but you know it's a great time to start implementing stuff and start changing but kind of realize that change is really hard and you need to pick one or two things and focus on them and get some of them sorted before you try and do like a wholesale transformational change. And this is as much a reminder to myself as to everyone else. Like um, there's lots of things I want to change, lots of things I want to make better, lots of things I want to do, but uh, you've got to start with one or two things, make them stick, make them like foundations that you then build the next habit on top of. Um, don't try and uh, let, let's like butcher an analogy here. Let's say it's like trying to build a house um, and you realize for your house, you've got to have foundations and like, oh God, bricks, a roof, windows. Um, and if you try and go day one, right, I know I need all these things to have my house. So let's do them all at once. <laughs> let's dig foundations and start putting bricks down and start putting windows in. Um, you'll have something, but it won't be a house or it won't be livable in, um, and it will probably fall down. So think of like your first habit as like a foundation and you know you could that that works kind of well it's like a foundational habit maybe that's where they get it from um but think like what out of all the things i want to change all the things i want to make better like what's the thing i can do first that can like help the later ones um so for me this is um for me like my basic ones to start off with are like minimizing so just getting rid of clutter that's been following me around um and starting to plan out my days a bit more um, kind of trying to make a plan for the next day, the day before. And even if it checked, like it changes all the time. Um, I make it on a Trello board. So I actually move these different things around quite fluidly and tick them off as I go. And that feels quite good. Um, but it does, it means it's not like written in a notebook and you're like crossing it out or anything. It's, I use technology to do it because you can kind of quite quickly change and edit things, which is how a plan should be. <laughs> um, and I sort of see foundational habits as, um, being like th things like I'm trying to meditate every day and trying to eat more healthy, trying to get sleep, fingers crossed, even though that failed last night for some reason. Um, hey ho. And you're trying to do a bit of writing every day, do a little bit of exercise. Like, just I know that sounds like lots of habits, but I'm kind of trying to get a morning routine of like doing little bits of each thing um, so that I've almost, before I get onto the actual work, like I've just ticked off the kind of um self-care things that you can neglect if you just go full heart on into the work um that wasn't even what i wanted intended to talk about but you know i just let loose on this podcast so that's what you get <laughs> so some thoughts on habit formation you know start with one ideally one that helps the helps the other habits first and just focus on getting that habit right first um that's leo babauta advice from zen habits which is an excellent website on this which you should listen to him really rather than me because he's much more of an expert on habit formation um but yes the temptation of new years is to try and do 20 things at once and become a new person overnight um but you've got 
you've got grooves and habits that you're in and they've been worn over you know worn over time and it takes time to build a new muscle memory so just focus on one get it set nailed happening day after day like happening it, like it, for instance if you miss a day like you're automatically gonna resume it the next day is kind of a good sign of a habit working anyway that's habits that's 2021 hope your new year's resolutions are going well let me know uh just drop me an email at james at com if you've got any new year's resolutions and um, i can call you out on the podcast keep you accountable um and then apart from that um i suppose that does uh, lead into what i actually want to talk about on the podcast which is comparison kills creativity um and this i i've purposely left that as quite a broad open statement um and it links to what i said because i was talking about minimalism and getting rid of stuff and a bit of a background like in terms of Tukaneka right now we're looking to record some new songs um i think the most likely format that will take is an album plus behind the scenes experience kind of thing which you may have seen we've um done a couple of those or a couple of kind of test runs of those um that's the most likely form that will come out in but basically we're at the point of this creating new music or rather recording music that's been uh cobbled together and written over the last year or so um, and kind of sitting around in the backlog so we've got this kind of and it's always a really exciting place to be um, when you've got these ideas kind of ready to go and you're trying to crystallize them Um, the gritty bit is when it (laughs) doesn't crystallize as perfect as you hope in your mind and you have to drag your feet to the finish line of like actually solidifying going like right there it is that's what I'm putting out as my idea because um, it's never going to be as perfect as the idea when you put it in the real world, but that's the process, and that's the fun, and that's why you get to go again, because like, maybe, maybe in the future when we all have chips in our head and you can just imagine an album and just just upload it to Spotify from your brain just in one go. I don't know what that would be like. That would probably take the fun out of music. There'll be Imagine how much music there'll be if anyone can just think music on the spot. It's an interesting thought, but a sidetrack again. Comparison kills creativity, so it's talking about um minimalism and it's 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 because i think i've got a bit of a problem with gear um with music gear so i did a lot of reflection over um the kind of christmas period or the festive period um where i had some time off from work um did a lot of like walks and journaling and stuff like that kind of in preparation for starting a new a new project a new phase of doing um this next tiggin echo release and I think um, a sort of lurking problem that I've not recognised, particularly as I've gone deeper into minimalism, simplifying uh, your life, is that I th- like. I think comparison has been killing creativity in a few ways, and the first way I want to touch on is music gear, as I mentioned. There's the obvious one of comparing your music to other people, comparing yourself to other people but then also comparing your music to your perfect idea of yourself or um, kind of perfectionism is also like comparison. So this is why I think it like applies across a few different things. But um, this this particular theme that occurred to me thinking about music gear, music software, things that you need, tools that you need to create music, um, they're a whole world in themselves. Like if people aren't musicians themselves, they kind of probably won't be as quite in touch with this. But um, like guitar players or um, keyboard players or drummers or um, recording engineers, like um, the 
whole business around um, home studios now and the whole like options that you have for gear to record stuff is just mind-blowing like there's so many different companies offering so many different solutions and uh, in many ways this is like fantastic because it enables you to record and release stuff in the first place and there's people out there whose like job is to try and think of the next thing that's gonna like solve your problems in a way um and they're desperately trying to do so to compete with the other companies and to extract money from you um they're very incredibly convincing but um how this relates to sort of comparison and, and me and stuff is um i noticed on youtube a lot like a lot of guitar based influencers on youtube a lot of some even music based ones um they are essentially product demonstrators now um that's how they make money doing what they do like youtube strikes me more and more as a ad platform and closer to like close to like um shopping channels sometimes these youtube channels rather than a, a art content creation thing and it's, it's not that there's not art and what people do and not that there's not enjoyment and there is a line you can walk between like you know genuinely thinking a product's good and sharing it with your audience and also getting paid for it and that not necessarily being like um you not having integrity um they're very transparent about the fact they're showing off stuff for their companies whatever because it's interesting because I can I kind of get sucked into the rabbit hole of comparing different bits of music gear, comparing guitars, comparing um, music sort of interfaces with your computer or keyboards or whatever. So things that you do kind of technically need some you need something to produce an album. Yet <laughs> the funny thing is that like there's so many options for gear that you could have. You don't ever make the album because you're spending your time where you should be writing and recording and doing the hard stuff. Like you're spending that comparing different bits of gear to try and work out which one is the best one to give your money for to make the album. Like you're stuck on an early, <laughs> an earlier stage, um, and by the time you, by the time you've decided, you've gone through the exhausting, draining process of deciding what the best thing for your money is. Like, can you even be bothered to write the song? <laughs> Can you be bothered to make the album? God, now I've got to do that. Ugh, too much. Like, I'll just go and watch people compare gear. I don't expect this to be a problem for everyone, but it's definitely something I see. And it's and it's not even called a problem in a lot of these, like, uh, gear pages and circles and, and stuff. Um, and... It used to be that I suppose audio engineers were separated from musicians. Audio engineers worked in studios and musicians were musicians. And to an extent, musicians couldn't and didn't need to obsess about the gear in the same way. I mean, even audio engineers couldn't because the gear was so expensive that like you got something for your studio and that was it. Like that was what you'd have for the next 20 years or longer. Um, whereas now like things are so much cheaper, which is fantastic, but also it means that there's so many different options that like it's hard to know that you've picked the right one and, or you've picked a good one but there's always going to be something better out there and so this discontent and this like niggle is always going to be there um and to try and satiate that need for more um music gear or as i'm sort of talking about like to compare what you have with what you could have or what someone else has in terms of like ability to record their songs um can completely kill your creativity because creativity is 
using the resources that you have, connecting things that haven't been connecting sort of two disparate genres or areas or ideas or um, and just making something that no one's made before. Um, and some gear can aid you to do that. And different gear will spark different forms of creativity. But having like 10 guitar, 10 different guitars in your kind of rack, whatever, like it could, they could inspire 10 different songs, but it doesn't mean that like one guitar has a life um, of songs that it can inspire you, you know, and that it's just going to like a battery draining and it's just once it's out, it's out and you need another material object to like fill that. I don't know. I just, I'm just feeling like, marketed marketed to and having kind of drank the kool-aid for a little while and now i'm feeling like shit i've not really made that much music we have met we have made music and we have released like more than we have before but i don't think if i put a graph of like how much gear i've acquired purchased or just thought about researched considered i don't think it correlates well with making music um I point to bat like my usual example, the usual suspects. Um, the White Stripes is an example of mon things. Like Jack White used essentially the same two, three guitars for his entire White Stripes career. He has different ones now, but he, from when he was no one um, in the streets of Detroit to when they were like one of the biggest bands in the world, and he was multi millionaire, he used the same uh, cheap, I might add, like cheap trashy guitars. And did they come up with new songs and new sounds and new albums that did well? Like, yes, they did. Um, Hence, you know, the argument that you need another guitar to start this album or that I need to sort out which bit of software I'm using. Um, It just doesn't stand up to people who actually go and make great, great music. Or, Or rather, you'll find examples of people who've made great music on your gear, whatever gear it is. So... The only argument that doesn't stand up is that your gear can't make great music and that you have to have a certain piece of equipment to make great, great music. But, um, and it's because it's like a chain effect, isn't it? Like, as long as the gear, gear isn't so bad that it kind of kills the other parts of the chain, it just doesn't really make as much difference as you think. And the difference is like sitting down and making the song. Anyway. Um, there was a real disparate winding thing of thoughts there, but it's, it's this thing that if you spend all your time comparing what gear that you have to what gear you could have and not just thinking like it's a tool, it's a tool to get a song to a person and, and hopefully elicit some kind of feeling response that you intended or maybe didn't intend for them like to have from it. And like, just get all the junk out of that pipeline. Get You want as minimum things as possible in the way of you communicating an idea to someone because that's essentially what it is at its core. Um, and comparing different ways to do that. I mean, you should essentially, not necessarily true, but you should essentially think of them as just the same nuts and bolts and metal and plastic and wires with different stories and marketing marketing around them um there are differences there are things that are perceived to be better or worse but 
this is the interesting, this is the core of it, like comparison, better, worse, best. What about just like good and bad or acceptable and bad or, or possible or not possible rather than better or worse? Um, if you look at the world and like, is this, is this by the laws of physics possible or not possible? Is it easy or difficult? Um, is, is other results, do they, uh, please me or not please me, the results of using this guitar? Um, because at the moment I'm finding like the answer is yes for a lot of, the, the answer is like, yes, I like the results from this guitar, but I also like this also and more. Um, this is, this is good, but this is slightly better. But like what, if you pick up a bit of better gear to record this album, like, okay, what do you mean by better and how much better is it going to make it and is it getting in the way of you actually recording the song because actually a song recorded on a crap piece of cheap gear that actually makes it to a person um i mean it it's pretty much just as effective as like a more expensive piece oh i, I don't know it's just this is what was really messing in my head right now um been reading a lot more about minimalism, a lot more about using stuff as tools to actually achieve a activities and experiences and events and things that you want, not like material things being an aspiration in themselves. And I think I feel like that's what a lot of music gears become. Um, and like marketers are so clever, kind of drawing on nostalgia and drawing on like a, th a thing that I definitely have. And that I think basically everyone in like an audio engineer music community wants is like they want to get better. They want to improve. They want their songs to sound good and pleasing. And they don't want to sound amateur, you know. Um, I think that's something that everyone wants. But, like, we're, we're told the wrong thing in our pursuit of it. Like, my acquiring of new um, guitar gear and um, recording gear and stuff, like, I don't regret much of it. I, I I still have most of the thing. I've still purchased most things once and not really upgraded them. I've kind of got the right things as I've gone on. Definitely have purchased some wrong things or some things that I've grown out of, whatever. Um, but I kind of hit the point like in the last year or two that um, I've had a from after like being a student and getting um, kind of leaving university, getting a job. I've had more money than I've had in the past. So you can almost like hack your way to improvement by buying better gear, or at least you think you are doing so um, and you are to an extent but like um i don't know over the kind of last few months i've had this real like strong realization that actually i've spent so much energy into this improving my equipment um that my actual improvement in the core bits like the songs or the instrument playing or whatever like they've definitely improved just through like the amount of playing we've done and the amount of writing we've done but like not to the extent they could have done had I plowed some of my focus, redirected some of my focus from gear into that. Um, this is the kind of realization I'm starting 2021 with is what about a new approach? What about this? Like the, the pursuit of more will never end. You'll be 80 and still or 95 and still looking for the new, better improved thing. Like if you put your faith in kind of gear to solve it for you, um, and I'm just refreshed by a, by this mindset that like, look, if 
if my if my gear that I use broadly sounds like me, a guitar, I can play a note on a, on a guitar and it will transmit that through to some sort of amplifier and some sort of recording device that, that conveys the message I want across perfectly or imperfectly, but good enough. Like, that's good. You you should look at things as, as, as trying to unblock the path between you and the listener, not complicate it further in the pursuit of an extra 1% that, to be honest, probably isn't there because you're probably cancelling it out through being less productive through like making putting blockers in the way of you finishing a song and that's like what i felt recently when we're trying to finish the song is i've upgraded all my software but it's very like heavy on my computer now so it takes longer to mix stuff it's harder to finish a song um i've got a kemper with hundreds of amps on it and <laughs> it takes longer for me to pick a guitar sound so there's all of this like shaving off time that i'm actually sitting thinking about the song actually making music um and it's not that those things are inherently bad or they can't be used intentionally and to kind of their best effect like the Kemper sounds brilliant like it sounds so good and I do not want to get rid of it but I want to use it intentionally I want to trim off the fat so that like that thing is like an oiled machine it's like a, a racehorse or a um f1 car like it's primed and ready to go to be productive in outputting songs so this is my new um, feelings on gear right now and the new Tikkun Echo album is, is that I don't want to invest in new um, equipment under the guise that that's going to make the album more or less successful or more or less representative of the idea in my head um, and the kind of core truth of that is like stop comparing what you've got to what you could have what people say you should have what you think you should have and just go right I make my peace that the stuff I have is good enough. Where I'm at is good enough. And I'm going to make. I'm going to create something. So comparison kills creativity because creativity is in that spot where you just flick your attention to nothing exists. Let's make something exist and not obsess about the tools to make something exist. Ultimately, the, the, the tools are unglamorous and an unglamorous clunky but hopefully as less clunky as possible way to get an a song an idea a concept a feeling from your head into the head of listeners and it kind of resonate with them it means something to them so those are my thoughts on comparison kills creativity through like material possession you can apply it more widely than music gear but this is just where i've had the realization music gear um and i'll do a little bit on uh comparison in terms of like perfectionism and other people um so stay tuned so um then comparison killing creativity with other people um i think it's i, th I think it's this feeling that like you you stop yourself from being creative um because you're worried you won't create something good enough i i think comparison to other people and comparison to like your perfect version of yourself are quite similar um, like the perfect version of yourself is almost another another person another voice in your head telling you um what you're good or bad at or can or can't do um because there's another thing that's been holding me back in terms of the amount i could be writing creating producing um is just yeah just this drive to keep improving to, to not make something that was worse than the song i made before um which is quite an arbitrary um measure it's it's so hard to say whether a song's better or worse than you 
did before like it's ultimately a collection of notes and words uh and there's no score at like the end of a game or anything like that um the thing that jack conte said in his amazing talk uh it was a cdb a big conference i can't remember what it was called but search like jack conte cd baby conference talk um he's the founder of patreon who are you subscribe to it basically helps creators make regular income by letting fans subscribe to their regular content um he's an amazing guy and very creative but he, he said um like a sports match is finished when the clock strikes zero and the scoreboard is a scoreboard and you have a winner and loser it's very final whereas like creative things just kind of fade out and just never really quite finish <laughs> they're so like mushy and gray area um and there's, I think it's the same of like better or worse um, in terms of songs, but it's but it's still something we do. It's still something like this artist is producing great stuff, and it <laughs> can sometimes make you feel like, oh, should I even bother polluting the world with what I want to create? Or um, like I I don't want to put out this next album until it's definitely better than anything I've done before. But like, if you hold yourself to something that you can't measure properly, like it's all it's going to do is stifle you and slow you down. Um, imagine a world where you didn't compare your music to anyone else's, and you could fully appreciate if so. Like, you're over the moon if someone else makes a great album and you get to listen to it. Um, you you don't feel inadequate when you listen to anyone else because like they're them and they're you, and like uh, the music. Uh, this uh, one uh, kind of paradox way like exists all as one variations of one thing of music but then on the separate thing like it's completely separate like everyone who's making it is an individual group or literally an individual person and what they decide to make can't really be replicated if they're writing original music like that one person is going to have even if it's very similar to something else like a slightly unique twist a slightly unique way of saying something um and whether your work is better or worse than what you did before or what other people are doing, like just make it and put it out there. Like you only exist in your form and your personality and your like body and opinions or whatever once, like you might as well embody that in, in music and, and communicate things that you think in your way, because that could resonate with someone that's like in a way that like someone else couldn't even, couldn't even do because they're not you, if you get what I mean. Like, you are the USP. So as long as you're making it and it's your creativity, don't try and steer it to be better, worse, catchier, not catchy. Just just create. And the fact that you are you a unique person trying to put a unique spin on your this message, this song, um, will make it worth existing without comparison, you know? So if me and Harry face into this new album that we're making or this new set of songs and just go, we're not going to try and make it catchier than the last ones or like we'll try and make it better, better produced or, or more emotionally sort of successful, I suppose, in their, in their message. But even if they're not like this is no one else can be this band. No one else can write the songs that you write. Um, whether lots of people like them, listen to them, love them, hate them, like so be it. But they should exist as a representation of you, as an extension of you. Um, and that's how you. What What do you want to make? How do you want to extend yourself in terms of how you 
put stuff out into the world. Um, just this thing where you can drop all comparison will just enable you to create because that's the place you need to create from a playful kind of happy, like connecting the dots, throwing things out their place without, with as few expectations as possible. Otherwise you're, you're doing a job, you're doing a task. You're not creating. So don't compare yourself to other people. That said, I find this hard. Like things I talk about on this podcast is not like, hopefully it doesn't come across, but it's not me preaching as if I've crossed this river or gone over this mountain, looking back and telling you how to do it um, through my noble experience. There's things that I find hard and I almost do these as like a, a process, a journal for myself. But I think that like other people definitely feel these same things or like may you know maybe get some inspiration from sort of maybe hearing stuff that we struggle with and then later down the line watching that we manage to overcome it um or not <laughs> but like can go oh like I don't just see successful people or uh, and think they're different to me like here's literally a documentation of their journey trying to overcome stuff um so yeah and then I suppose comparing to your perfect self, I've kind of covered a little bit, but it's just like it's such a cliche that perfectionism kills good or creative, you know, kills creativity. But it's it really does. It's it's not the same as just trying to produce something unique and good. Like you'll see that most of the stories of highly creative albums came when expectations were low or or dropped, um, and when someone did something different or did something risky that could have completely flopped. Um, so perfection doesn't exist. So just don't, don't compare yourself to it. It's a cliche, but like you need to try and tattoo it somewhere, you know? Um, you all right? That's Harry back from, from Rumi. I'm doing a podcast. Do you want to say hi to the podcast? I'm doing a podcast. Do you want to say hi to it? Harry says hi. Um, I pretty much finished anyway, so signing off we'll be back soon because i've got more to say to the world